0: Send yourself an appointment through Outlook or Google. Send yourself an appointment to go to Hawaii every day. Right? I'm planning on going to Hawaii every day. I have an appointment that's going to, an appointment with myself that's going to help me get to Hawaii. Now, one of the great things about visualization, and there's tons of stories, but I'll give you uh, one of a Jack. all right, so the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, the illusion of time. That's really a fun topic. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. So today we're going to talk about visualization, which, again, is uh, part of the illusion of time. And I'll kind of explain that a little bit. So uh, when we vis- visualize things, we are actually jumping to the end and visualizing something and then working backwards okay as opposed to going through the linear steps and we've talked about that about linear nonlinear linear going through the linear steps to that that bring you to a certain conclusion right so sometimes we were able to visualize things and we jump to the end and we we get a you know we we get the visual of it and we work backwards uh, other times we take a more linear approach and there's no right or wrong to it but we take a more linear approach and uh, we, we, we literally have to go through the linear steps of, of going along the way of kind of taking the journey for the visualization to materialize. And um, you know, we talked um, about uh, linear events and nonlinear events. And the important thing is to understand like, well, when am I in a linear event? When am I not in a linear event? Or when am I going linear or nonlinear? And uh, it, it's a good exercise to go through because you can go through it really on a daily basis and it allows you the opportunity to kind of see where you are with things. And we talked about, you know, linear events, you know, like uh, like timelines and history or uh, taking a road trip, right? You're on a road, you don't have any choice, right? You um, that that this this road's gonna take you, you know, 50 some odd miles or whatever the case may be. But then we also talked about what non non nonlinear events like intuition, right? Where information is coming to you because you're actually getting to the end of the event without actually having to go through it. And understanding, right, when when we're in those events, um, and when we're thinking linear and when we're we're thinking nonlinear. And that's a little bit a lot about what visualization does. So visual, visualization is that everything's created twice, once in your mind, once in reality. So you really can't create anything, okay? Until you've actually visualized it at some level. So now what I always think is a very interesting exercise um, is to look around you. So take a minute, like let's, let's look around our rooms, our offices, wherever we're at, okay? And understand that everything around us was created by somebody and before they did it, they had to visualize it. So, you know, whether it's my, you know, Mir cup of tea here, you know, uh, the people at Mir, I don't know who they are, but somehow or another, they, they, they visualize this great product that kept everything uh, hot, right? Um, or uh, I'm, I'm using a desk in my office in Keene. All those types of things, right so, so everything we have, okay, is part of a visualization process. There's nothing that we have, okay? That isn't. And everything has to be created twice. It has to be created once in your mind and once in reality, okay? Even somebody standing, even a craftsman standing in front of a block of wood and, and, and although might not have much of a plan for the block of wood, but at some point, when he or she was looking at it, at some point, they're like, "Oh, okay, I'll make this," and and they visualized it, and then they backed into it, right? So it's so important to understand everything is created twice: once in our mind, once in reality. Surroundings, furniture, magazines, music, and all that that was available in their youth, right? So let's just let's just for discussion purposes say that they were World War II generation uh, guys. And, you know, the music and the time magazines and the radio shows and the clothes and the furniture and all that, they, they emulated when they were growing up. And what they found was that uh, over a period of time, they got healthier. And that uh, like their muscle flexibility increased and that some of their illnesses either kind of went away or were significantly abated, okay? It was because they were visualizing themselves at a time when they felt better. We also talked um, about uh, kind of one of my favorite uh, topics really is uh, quantum mechanics and the observer effect. I don't know if anybody had time to review that on your own, uh, but it's super fascinating. And so basically quantum mechanics or quantum physics is the science of dealing with the behavior of energy and matter at a atomic or some atomic level, right? And um, the observer effect is uh, really speaks to that when things are observed, they're changed. And so our, our atoms, uh, molecules, particles, uh, all those types of things that make up us, make up you know what our, our day-to-day existence is, when they're observed, they are changed. And one of the more interesting things about that is that uh, in quantum theory, which has fascinated philosophers and, and uh, physicists, uh, is the fact that watching changes reality. Watching, being the observer affects what's around you and it affects the outcome of things. And so uh, both, both science and we'll say philosophy, which you know, uh, parenthetically could include religion you know, evolved and very fascinated by that. That, um, And it's only been in the last 120 years, right? It's about 1900 that, that quantum theory, quantum mechanics, uh, you know, really came to the forefront of science and, and, and kind of held its own place next to traditional Newtonian physics. But so, uh, and that gets to visualization too, because once we can visualize ourselves doing something or once we can uh, look at an outcome, right? then we're changing things. We're automatically changing the future. We're changing our composition of our bodies, our minds. We're changing uh, our ability to go do things, okay? Because we're visualizing it. Once we can visualize something, then it's a lot easier for us to be able to do it. And really, if you get, if you get a chance uh, to look at, to do any, to do any uh, research on, on quantum physics, and uh, the observer effect, it's uh, super fascinating. So please see if you can do that. Um, And and by the way, uh, don't forget to chat in questions, observations, everyone's been doing a lot of sharing the last few weeks, which is great. And there's about 44 of us on the call uh, this morning. And uh, when you share, uh, the other 43 people benefit. So uh, please feel free to do that. So what is visualization? And uh, so visualization is seeing a goal already complete in your mind's eye. And it's a, um, it, it's a technique really that's kind of used by, by all sorts of different types of people. And uh, it's athletes, inventors, dreamers, meditators, business people, coaches, uh, moms, dads, all of us, right? We all visualize things uh, before uh, we can do them. And so it's very common, especially in the athletic world and um, yeah, in the business world to use visualization. Now they've done all sorts of studies where um, they took people, and I'm going to paraphrase a bunch of studies. So they uh, took people uh, who uh, athletes and um, what they said to them is we want you, they sent a whole flight of people to a gym to do um, a bicep tricep workouts, right? And uh, then they took a whole bunch of other people, and they put them in a room uh, on a couch watching TV. And they said, "Well, while you're watching TV, we want you to not do bicep workouts, or even, or even, um, you know, even uh, don't don't even do the motion of it. We want you to think that you're doing a bicep a bicep workout." And they were able to actually measure measure mu- muscle density over a period of time, and the people who actually thought it uh, weren't that far behind from the people who actually did it. There's all sorts of studies like that. Um, there's another study, and I'm kind of just doing this by memory, um, where they took um, a group of older men at uh, a nursing home, and they actually this is done was done in Massachusetts, I forgot where now. And uh, they surrounded them. With your mind doesn't know the difference from what it's from what you're physically experiencing or whether you're experiencing it or not. Now, so let's say that, and I'll give you actually I'll use a personal example. So I I know that there are some mornings when I know that I'm going to have like a lot either a really long run or maybe a tough workout, or maybe I didn't get enough sleep the night before. Okay. And so I know that when I'm going into the gym. Um, my uh, heart rate will be a little higher. And uh, um, uh, my breathing will be a little faster, okay? And I can feel that. I can feel that in me, okay? And that's because I'm visualizing myself being tired. I haven't done anything yet, but but because of my circumstance the night before, uh, I'm feeling like I'm gonna be a little tired even though I'm not tired yet, all right? So you're so my mind is putting myself, through being on the treadmill at 4.30 in the morning, right? At mile four and a half. And it's visualizing me being tired, right? And and so that's what we do. So now think about other circumstances, right? Um, uh, Family events, all right? Family events can be kind of stressful. And um, I have to go to Thanksgiving and see, cousin so-and-so who's not my favorite, not automatically, you know, gets me into a state, right? You're visualizing, okay, either your last interaction with cousin so-and-so or what you or what you think your next interaction is going to be, okay, those, those are visualizations. And literally your body doesn't know the difference, it's your mind that's, that, that's basically giving it the indicators. And so there's this whole mind-body connection, okay, with how we visualize. And that's why visualization is so important. So if I can visualize myself being tired, right, before I get to the gym, I can also visualize myself being not tired, being energized, right? It runs both ways. It goes north and south. And so your body only knows what you're telling it. And that's where that mind-body connection is. And that's what's so important. Uh, about being able to visualize things is that you, you can put yourself to the end of an event, okay, and how good you're going to feel, or how you've accomplished something, okay, and you hold that vision, right, and then everything about your body as it relates to, and your mind, right, as it relates to whatever it is you're doing, it doesn't have to be exercise, all right, Uh, it could be, you know, a business goal, it could be, I want to finish college, it could be um, like I can't wait until I get to go on stage and I get my diploma, okay? Or, um, you know, I can't wait uh, to see, um, you know, my son graduate from, from high school or whatever, pick, pick any number of things. Um, I can't wait, you know, in a business sense in our world, you know, um, I can't wait to hit that next plateau when my, commissioning, my commission income goes up, right? could be any, any number of those things. Or I see myself leaving that listing appointment. OK, with with that listing and a great relationship with the seller, you know, all those types of things you can visualize on a day to day basis. OK, and, and that's that mind body connection. What's so important about the mind body connection is that it helps you change your programming. So when you visualize your, your you visualize your ability to do something. All right. You are literally changing how you think and how you then how you think affects your body and affects your whole demeanor. So something that you know might make you a little nervous, all right? You know, your palms get a little clammy, you know, that whole type of thing. Um, if you visualize a different outcome, all right, then you won't have uh, the physiological effects or less likely, uh, or they'll be diminished. And so that's really what visualization does. it 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 starts the process of changing your programming. and that's why so many people use it. So, you know, the uh, the military uses it, the Olympics, uh, you know, the, um, the, um, uh, the Olympics, the Olympic teams really all across the world use it, uh, you know, downhill skiers use it, um, you know, you really take any, any type, any, any type of uh, sport where there's kind of some repetition and things like that, um, you know, it gets used pretty widely, but we can use it every single day, right, where, you um, you know, uh, again, talk about, you know, the appointments that we have or whatever events that we're going through um, that, you know, on a work level and we can see ourselves having a successful ending of it, right, then then we bring that energy, we bring that energy with us to that event, right? And you can think about it in tears, right? I wanna have a successful real estate career, okay? I see myself being successful, right? Then you, Then you go down a level, and then you're saying, I I want to build a, I want to build a great CRM because I want control of my business. Okay, visualize yourself, right? With a CRM with a couple thousand people in it that you're doing, uh, you know, mailings to uh, or you know, email blasts to, you know, a couple times a month. Uh, and then you dr- and then you trickle it down to being able to see yourself on multiple listing appointments, right? All those types of things, right? Once you visualize them, okay um they will happen because you've changed your programming and that's the important part of the visualization is that you're updating your programming, you're changing your program you're deleting you're deleting old programs that don't serve that's like a whole other aspect of visualization is that you're you're deleting um self-limiting beliefs so if you're if you're replacing a visual of you being successful with a visual of you not being so successful okay you've now changed your programming right And now the new programming that's running is the one that has you being more more successful. So very, very, very powerful. And through that, you're really moving through time. You're really bringing events. You're pulling events closer to you because what you're doing is out out of the visualization, you're uh, bleeding out the randomness. This nothing's random anymore, okay? Like I'm not just meandering through my day doing this or that. And that's one of the great things about meditation is that um, meditation allows you the time to quiet the mind um, so that you're not overwhelmed by your to-do list every day or maybe what's annoying you uh, or maybe what you think might be annoying you later and uh, it allows you to quiet the mind and get settled okay and if you work visualization into meditation which is very powerful all right then you literally, literally can plan out your whole day. And you can also plan out, you know, the outcome. You might have a few zigs zags there, but nevertheless, you're better prepared, okay? Um, and so meditation and visual, visualization uh, go really well together. That's how you're pulling things towards you. And... Um, in the non-linear sense, visualization, as we just talked about, is basically uh, skipping steps to creation, right? You might have to have the same feeling about something or the same awareness about where you could be. Sometimes we have to go through the steps, two, three, four, five, ten, 10, whatever it could be, and, and the experiences, right? That will lead us to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, I could do this, right? But when we get the chance to kind of dream a little bit, and um, and maybe through meditation or maybe just through you know quiet practices, uh, we get the opportunity to really kind of understand what is possible and how much is possible, and then by by creating that vision of something, we've in we've in essence skipped steps, Skip time. Like I don't need to spend the next six months figuring you know, going through all these different steps are gonna lead me to to a certain conclusion that maybe I could have this conclusion if I was more mindful or I had more quiet time or I have the ability to be able to see myself doing something different. And that's how you kind of collapse time. If you think about those things are like an accordion and you can actually move time around a little bit that way by not having to physically go through the linear steps, right? And, and visualization is really a non-linear process. You're actually going to the end and working backwards as opposed to working through the process towards an end you're not sure of yet. When, when they didn't have arthritis or they didn't have whatever it was that, that was an ailment. And uh, so those are all part of visualization. And uh, there's so many great studies that have gone on about how it works. And, and so uh, your mind, okay, doesn't really know the difference. Now here's, I'll explain that a little more and here's how you know that. Okay, so how to visualize. Uh, the super simple, uh, think about whatever it is you desire. So if it's a vacation, if, you, if you're visualizing yourself going to Hawaii, all right, then think about all the things you're gonna, you're gonna have in Hawaii. You know, you're gonna have a Mai Tai, you're gonna be on a beach, you're gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, tacky as, well as those may be, but you're Hawaii. Um, you know, when you get off the plane, they're gonna pull a flower wreath around you. Um, you're gonna go to a luau, um, you're, you're, you know, all these types of things, you're gonna go visit Pearl Harbor, I don't know, whatever it is you're gonna go do, okay? But you think about Hawaii, right? And you think about uh, what it's like to be there, right? And, and you visualize it, and the second piece is you visualize it vividly, okay? I feel my feet in the sand walking down the beach. I feel the, the Pacific Ocean, okay? Coming up against my ankles as the tide's coming in and out. I can feel the salt water on my face while I'm snorkeling, okay? Uh, or or I, can, or I can smell the copper tone, I'm at the beach, right? All these things, right? be, be, be vivid about it and visual, right? You you want to put yourself like you're there, and it's those smells and the feelings and the texture, right? You want to think about things in terms of texture. That's what you want to be feeling, right? Then next is uh, you want to talk about it. You want to write it down, have a detailed plan. How am I going to get there? So lots of people journal uh, and and all you know they have storyboards. Uh, you know we talked about that last week. There's all sorts of ways to visualize things. You want to go to Hawaii, put Hawaii on your screensaver. Put Hawaii on your phone, uh, or Canfield, who wrote um, uh, Chicken Soul for the Soup. And he had this book around for a long time before it actually got, got published. And he um, visualized himself, uh, and he wrote a check out to himself. And, um, and there's all sorts of people who have done this. Jim Carrey did this. Uh, he, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $10 million. Uh, when he didn't have any money. And a few years later, he wrote, uh, he was in Dumber and Dumber and he got $10 million, right? Uh, But Jack uh, Canfield, when he wrote Chicken Soul for the Soup, he had it around for a long time and it didn't take. And uh, then he actually got picked up by uh, a freelance writer who sold most of her work. Uh, She she was a freelance writer, but mostly for um, National Enquirer. And, uh, but but she picked up on his book uh, at a seminar that he did. And that's really how it took off. But he wrote him, but he wrote himself out a check for a hundred thousand dollars. And then the following year, he, he, he actually got a check for $97,000. So that's how visualization works. Talk about it, write it down. And then, you know, stick with it continuously. Don't ask yourself if you're in the mood. Don't ask yourself if it's possible or not uh, just, just do it. Okay. Just keep going. Um, and, and do it as if it's complete. And if you stick with it continuously, then you will get there. Everybody's pretty quiet this morning. Uh, let's see how we're doing for chats, people who visualize things and, you know, how they come true. Well, a, a really common one is write yourself a check. You know, I've never done it, but I've read all sorts of stories about it. Yeah, there's really uh, there's really all sorts of uh, cool stories about um, that. It works out, uh, you know, it works out really well for people because it's because it's very visceral and we can all because of how we've all been socialized. Right. We can all uh, identify with it. Uh, let's see. We've got a chat coming in here. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy brought out uh, The Secret. Yeah, The Secret's a really great, uh, great book about visualization. Um, and there's a whole bunch of uh, sequels to uh, The Secret um, that um, uh, that are good as well. So if you haven't listened to or read The Secret, again, I do a lot of audiobooks, uh, but that's a great place to start because I think it gives you really a good foundation. And once you once you read kind of a foundational work like that, then there's other more advanced works you can read. Uh, that really kind of fill things in, you know, nicely. I think one one of the things that the secret, I think it's I think it's because of the commercial nature of it that that it doesn't I don't think hit hard enough. Um, although it touches on it is the feeling of it, right? Feeling as if it's already complete. So it's one thing to visualize things because we all do that, but you have to merge together the visualization uh, and uh, the visualization. Uh, in that feeling that it's already done. So like when we're talking about being in Hawaii, right? You know, I feel the sand. I feel the Pacific Ocean, okay? Not just any ocean, the Pacific Ocean, right? It's not like I'm walking on Hampton Beach, all right? I I feel the Pacific. Um, And those smells, right? You know, smells of the ocean or, um, you know, hiking on a volcano or, you know, any of those types of things, right? That's what, um, you know, those are the things that you want to bring to yourself. Um, and that will help you hold those those images because, um, you know, smells, right, are very powerful. And so any of those types of things that help you hold those, hold that visualization, hold that image uh, will help you uh, update and change your your uh, programming. So, all righty. Well, that's it for this week. It was great to be with everybody and uh, enjoy uh, the nice weather this week. And We'll see everybody Monday. Take care.